0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Infuse Your Future podcast, where we bring together people and ideas who make the world a better place. I'm your host, Dr. C. And today I have with me, my guest is Sandhya Gokul. She's a pharmacist and a health coach who specializes in making health habits so fun, they become superpowers. So I'd like to welcome you today, Sandhya. And how are you?
1: Good, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I feel really privileged to be here.
0: Yeah, I feel privileged having you. So tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do in the world, and how you infuse the future.
1: So um, like like you just mentioned, I'm a pharmacist and health coach, and I really love bringing an element of gamification um, and fun to health. Um, So health can be seen as a bit boring sometimes. Uh, I know I found it very boring when I first started, like, Deciding to get healthy, so I decided that I was just gonna make it like a game and just make myself challenges and experiment with different techniques and activities and even diet styles, uh, just to see which one fit best with my lifestyle and which one just brought me the most fun. And so my entire health journey has now just become a game. And in two thousand nineteen, I got diagnosed with pre diabetes, and so it become became pretty imperative me to make those health changes and so just by making it fun it just became so much easier to implement into my life and that's what I really want to bring to my clients um we play we basically play games to make health really fun
0: (laughs) games are fun I mean who doesn't like games
1: oh I can't I don't I don't even know I I think everyone at least has one favorite game
0: (laughs) how do you make it a game
1: so adding um elements of gamification to like to the process that's how we make it a game. So there's actually quite a few elements of gamification and a lot of health apps have actually started utilizing this. So even actually normal apps so like Facebook and things like that they they utilize gamification um unconsciously like you they obviously know it but We don't know that Um, and you can see in a lot of health programs now they have like challenges where you can include your friends and um, get points for doing specific health activities like drinking water and eating healthy meals or creating a recipe like or sorry, making a recipe that involves a lot of vegetables or that's recommended so the way I do it is just a bit more personalized. So I look at people's fun styles. So everyone has their own way of having fun. And that usually comes from what kind of games they like to play. So if you wouldn't mind, I can do an example for you. So what was your what's your favorite game?
0: Ooh. Um is would this be like a board game, an app game?
1: Anything. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Was my favorite? I mean, for a while I was addicted to a game called um, Clash Royale. Uh, I have a son and when he was younger, he was just begging me to learn how to play it and so I learned how to play it just so I could connect with him and then I was hooked and I think I was hooked because they have daily tasks. There was lots of colors and lots of action and so for a a long period of time that I I don't even want to publicly announce how long.
1: you know I would play <laughs> it every day that's of the games, older. Right? you get addicted to them and you're like I need to play <laughs> So uh so you no know, when you look at something like that, I love that you said that you are using it used it to connect to your son because that's actually one of the things that makes games fun. So Yukai Chow, one of the experts in gamification, he came up with these eight core drives and epic meaning and calling, like what you just described, connecting with your son. It's a really great way to incorporate fun into something that might not necessarily be fun. And it sounds like you didn't start Clash Royale for yourself. You started it so that you could make that connection. And then it just turned into something that was was fun because it was easy. It was easy to play. Right. using those elements so for example if you wanted to include your son into your exercise routine or make easy actionable changes to your health lifestyle that's the way I would do it so I, I examine people's fun styles what games they like to play take out the elements that might be able to be used into their health journey and then we create like an a personalized plan for them with all these fun elements and just tweak it. So if something's not fun one week, we might just say, look, that's probably not working. Let's just try something else. And it just ends up being a process that just becomes so fun because how can you not have fun doing something that you love? So yeah, that's how it works.
0: Well, maybe you could give us an example. Like for instance, you said you were diagnosed with prediabetes. Can you tell us how you were able to Make that into a game and um are you still pre-diabetic?
1: So it's been a bit of a funny journey. I was pre-diabetic and I managed to turn that around. And the way I made it into a game was I literally just challenged myself every day. I would have a chart and I'd have like a literally I I drew a star chart for myself and I would I, I decided that I was gonna quit sugar, like processed sugar because I knew that that was the thing that was probably my weakness and so I made it a challenge and every day if I had managed to quit uh, like not eat any processed sugar I put a little tally mark and I made sure it had an element of disconnection a little bit because I know that it's really easy when you're creating like a health change to beat yourself up a bit if you kind of fail whereas when you're playing a game you don't do that if you if you make the wrong move you're like oh no. And then you just move on. So I kind of tried to add that element in where I was like, I'm going to be kind to myself. If I make a mistake, I'm just going to move on and say, it's okay. Next day we'll do better. And every week I would give myself stars. And so by doing that, it just became like, I am so motivated to win those gold stars. I want those stars so much <laughs> because I'm a very competitive person. And so I, I, I ended up managing to change my entire dietary life within three months and it's stuck and that's the big thing because I now had all the elements in place to continue to make it fun and to continue to challenge myself and so it just became really, um, it just became something that was ingrained within me already. I did actually get gestational diabetes when I was pregnant last year and um, I am actually got diagnosed with pre-diabetes again after pregnancy, but that's not something that was preventable. So I'm still working to get that level down, but you know, what can you do? Sometimes genetics just kicks in. (laughs) There's always stuff you can do to prevent things and be healthy, but you sometimes if it's genetic and family history, you can't really change that.
0: (laughs) Now, are you still a pharmacist or do you just do health coaching now?
1: No, I'm still both. I really love health in general. And I like the balance that being a pharmacist and being a health coach coach gives me because I'm still able to help patients with products and their general health inquiries in pharmacy and then hone in on people's inner landscape and their specific health concerns during health coaching. So it's actually a really good marriage there because I can actually apply both principles in both fields. So yeah, I really love it.
0: It's definitely a good coupling. Now you mentioned eight core drives. Do you want to expand on that a little bit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Yukai Chao, I mentioned, he's one of the experts in gamification and he's pretty cool. He actually researched and created all of these drives that every game will have at least a few of them. And so the eight core drives are epic meaning and calling, accomplishment. How many have we got there?
0: I couldn't I couldn't write them down as quickly as you were saying. Oh no, that's but... okay.
1: Um <laughs> uh, that's okay. There's there might be one more there. I don't know how much how many I got, but those are the basic drivers behind any anything that we play in a game. And the great thing about them is you can have them in any combination and there are actually like good combinations to have depending on personality types. You'll find that things like uh addictive behaviors generally have like a sense of unpredictability, which I actually always try to include because it's like the surprise element. It's always a fun thing. uh, And you want to make health habits addictive. You do like making health habits addictive is one of those things where it's like it can't be a bad thing to be addicted to health habits because then you're just healthy. And so that's that's an element. I like to turn that on its head a little bit because I know addiction is usually a bad thing, but I'm like, no, we're just going to apply it to something that's good. And it's kind of like using procrastination in bad habits. You want to procrastinate your bad habits, and in the same way, you want to be addicted to your healthy habits. So yeah, I like I like being a little cheeky like that and just doing fun things where people are like, no, I don't, I don't know. like if that's the thing. And I'm like, no, we're gonna do it. We're gonna make we're gonna make it happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, I also agree that uh, addiction doesn't have to be a bad thing right some people say that um like in the trauma field for instance a lot of people can hide their trauma through work and become workaholics and they're addicted to work i feel like that's a better addiction than saying being uh, addicted to cocaine or heroin or something like that i mean you do have to have balance in life but i think a healthy addiction is better than an unhealthy addiction <laughs>
1: I 100% agree with that. I love that. Um, Everyone has addiction, like different levels of addictiveness in their personality. And if you can connect it to something that's a little bit more healthy and a little bit more helpful in your life, that's okay. It's never, it's not really a bad thing to be addicted to something that's going to benefit you in the long term. And there are ways, the way I see it is it's a, it's a, it's levels, right? So at level one, you've got your addictions that are probably not going to help you in life um, for example smoking drinking um, anything like along those lines drugs and things like that but then when as you move up the levels and your addictions get more healthy for example like what you mentioned work that's not necessarily a healthy addiction but it's still benefiting your life in a in a pretty good way you're getting um, you know you're getting paid for your work you're probably developing quite a good, few good skills when during your work life and then you can slowly transition that if you want to get out of that work addiction you can slowly transition that to something that's a little bit more healthy for example some i know a lot of people there's a whole term like gym junkies um and again it's not a good thing to be addicted to going to the gym however it's a better addiction to have than something like let's say if we're going to level it maybe work to gym addiction is probably good because you're benefiting your health and then if you you know Going to the highest level, and you're just addicted to like drinking water at like the highest level, and keeping hydrated and keeping your energy levels up. That's a that's amazing. You know what I mean? So, it, yes, I hundred percent agree. Like it's definitely different levels of addiction, and it can be a, a really useful thing to harness.
0: So, what got you into the gamification?
1: Oh, I love gaming. I I'm I come from a gaming family, so. My brother collects board games. I've got a cousin who went to a board game convention in uh, Germany. And I've been really lucky in that I've had access to board games and video games my whole life. Uh, I grew up with six boys. That's probably why. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so- <laughs> six brothers? Six, uh, like one brother and four cousins, five cousins. Um, and we were always at each other's houses playing games every every week, every weekend, after school and we have had actually every console from the super nintendo up um so between all of us we have just had access to so many games and i just developed a huge love for them they just they just they bring out a competitive side of me and i love that because that's the one place where i can completely just give in to being competitive and go as hard as i want to and no one's gonna be like no you know you're you're doing too much, you're going a little bit overboard. Everyone's like, oh, okay, that's actually just normal in a game. <laughs> so <laughs> I love doing that. Um, And I think just knowing that games bring so much fun to me and knowing that actually a lot of people enjoy them. It doesn't have to be the same games, but I've never had a bad board game experience where I've been playing with people who might not even like board games, but they still have fun. And so I just really wanted to harness that side of gamification and I naturally have been doing that since I was a child anyway because now, I are do you talking about fun. board games or video games or both 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 so each has specific elements that you can use I like video games but I love board games and because with board games you can play them with people so I think board games are really good for the social element In any situation, there's very few board games you can play by yourself, whereas video games are really good for other gamification elements. And with gamification, it's just something that kind of naturally fell into my lap because I loved games so much and I could see the connections between making your life fun and gamification. And so that's how it kind of eventuated
0: one way that I like to gamify health is to enter races. Do you do any of that?
1: Yes, I do. (laughs) I love that. So what kind of races do you enter?
0: (laughs) Um, well, there's one particular group that I love their events. It's called, well, I think they're called the mermaid group. They have, um, a mermaid series and they do all kinds of things. They do a lot of running events, but they also do, um, duathlons where they run, swim, run, or run, run, bike, run. And then they have triathlons as well. And they're such a fun group. The mermaid series actually, they tend to be less competitive. So if you want to enter these races and not be in a mix with super competitive athletes, then you can enter these and, you know, they'll have volunteers, like if, especially if you're in a longer race, they'll have volunteers standing on the street corners when you're turning a corner with all these signs and just cheering you on and like, yeah, you got this, you got this. And it makes you feel like you're this top athlete, you know, even when you're just a normal person trying to get through the race, you know? Um, and they have all kinds of fun races as well. Like they have a trail race, a uh, trail run. I just did one of those with my daughter and that was the first trail run I'd been on. That was super fun. So yeah, just, just entering these events and I'm trying to find one to enter with my son. Um, I'm dying to go on one of these obstacle course races or a bubble run
1: Oh my gosh, that sounds so fun. When you say bubble run, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I need to find out what that is and do that."
0: <laughs> so yeah, you can definitely google them. Are you in the US or
1: I'm in Australia. And I think oh, we have Australia. bubble soccer. I don't know about bubble runs, but we definitely Ooh. have bubble soccer. And bubble that's always soccer. interesting. I've I've seen people like fall and I know it's it's a little bit cruel, but it's it's just so funny. <laughs> it is fun to watch them. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm sure you could just google it. They're all over the place. And it just sounds so fun.
1: It does. You know? Oh my gosh. When you said Mermaid Mermaid group, I was like, "Oh my gosh, it already sounds fun. I don't even know what they do." <laughs> but oh, that's awesome. Well, they I'm- have
0: um so I'm in California and they have a group in Santa Cruz, and Santa Cruz is right on the the ocean. And so I've never done it, but they have a a core group that goes and and swims in the ocean regularly and that's a big deal in Santa Cruz because the Northern California ocean is pretty cold so you got to get the wetsuits and all that stuff on and you know it's there's animals like seals and otters and who knows what else (laughs) there's definitely a level there that introduces that that makes the game even that much more advanced
1: yeah I (laughs) I love that I just imagined it as a game for a second and I was like, oh, wow, like you would really need to be pretty proficient to avoid, you know, being attacked by a seal or something like
0: that. But I mean, you get a T-shirt, you get a participation medal, and at least in the Mermaid series, you also get a necklace.
1: Wow, that's really cool.
0: Yeah, and so just the camaraderie. And of course, after the races, you get food like healthy food you know (laughs) oranges bananas but it's so cool and one of the events they even had you know people there to give you a massage after the race
1: oh my gosh okay that is almost a reason just to do the race you're like okay I'm getting a massage at the end yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) built-in relaxation (laughs) yes I love that that's great so um, do you tend to meet a lot of people when you're doing the races and things like that, or do you do them with a group of friends already?
0: Um, the only time I've done a race with someone else was this last one that I did with my daughter. And that was super special. Yeah. It was the, the first time I'd done it with her. And um I mean, we looked good in our shirts, you know?
1: <laughs>
0: I imagine and you it, did. And it was through the redwood forest.
1: Oh, beautiful.
0: And I mean I'm I'm not athletic at all. At this point I'm I'm out of shape, overweight, middle-aged. So I did do a lot of walking. I think my daughter ran the whole thing cuz it was a 3K. It, we're not talking, you know, major race at this point. I'm not talking about a a marathon, a 25-mile marathon. <laughs> we just did 3 miles through the forest. But it was it was awesome and then sometimes they embed little jokes so the one that they had embedded this time was was something like <laughs> how did the mermaid cross the road? And then they you run down the trail and you have the answer.
1: Oh, cool! Okay, that's awesome. I love that. So it's like yeah. something to run towards as well. You got a reason to keep running.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So it was a lot of fun. That. Yeah, that's fun. amazing. Yeah, so I love doing. I love seeing things like that. Even if I don't, I'm not participating. It kind of just gives me like a lot of ideas of how I can incorporate that in, into my own life. I'm definitely doing the joke thing, by the way. Like that's great. I love that idea. So, <laughs> um, I just wanted to touch on something you said. You involving your daughter, and you want to plan something with your son. I think that is an incredible way to make health fun, because I think, especially, I'm a new mother. I've I've got an 11 month old. You might hear her crying in the background. I'm do oh, apologize. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but. Every time I manage to put or do exercise around her, I feel like I'm living vicariously through her fun because she loves it. She literally will just giggle and laugh for the entire five minutes, whatever I'm doing. Like, I sometimes do push ups over her and then I'll try and touch my nose to hers so that I'm getting down really far. But she's just like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. The other day, I was doing like lifts with her and when moving her backwards for like tricep push ups. It was, I have not heard her laugh like that much for like a week. She was, you know, she's been teething. So she's already been really grumpy, but she was just ecstatic. And I love that idea. I think that's a great idea for new mums or even just like mums in general to include their children, because I think sometimes you can use exercise as a way to relax and get away. But when you don't have that option, it is really great to be able to do it without having to compromise spending time with your children and I think for me I I knew as soon as I had her that I wanted to incorporate her into my exercise routines because I knew that I wouldn't do it otherwise and so it's just become a really nice fun thing that we do together as well so yeah I think that's a really great way to I guess infuse fun into your exercise routine and I love that you're already doing that and you're doing it in so many ways that's that's amazing <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think our family has struggled and gone, you know, backward and forward with health. But my kids are 14 and 16 now. And my son, especially, I mean, he gained a lot of weight during COVID. He was always, you know, looked really, really good until we hit COVID. And then he did nothing but eat. And so he was, he was pretty heavy when we came out of COVID and he's done amazing. Now, pre-COVID, that's when I was getting into shape. My husband and I were both getting into shape at the same time. And that's when I did, you know, a series of triathlons and then COVID hit and I started working more, exercising less, but now he's really fit, goes to the gym every day. And my daughter is really focused on fitness. She plays soccer and does a lot of other extracurricular activities. So yeah, now it's it's trying to do one with both of my kids and <laughs> see if we can all do a 5k.
1: Yeah. So does your son also really like triathlons and running and things like that? Or is it something that he's more into gym life?
0: He's more into the weightlifting at this point. He has an injury that has prevented him from running for a couple of years, but he wants to get back into it.
1: Ah, okay cool well that's good like he he seems really keen to get back into it that's good
0: Yeah, and a lot of these races have kids events yeah there's a group up in napa california they literally have a small triathlon small enough for kids to do it
1: where you only swim
0: 100 meters which is you know if you're not familiar with 100 meters imagine just your normal pool it's basically four times up and back the pool yeah which is, is totally doable and yeah, then you definitely. bike 3 miles which anybody can do and then you walk or run 1 mile um in the mermaid series they have something called a mermaid dash where the little kids just run like 100 meters or something and they have a lot of fun oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's like it's like here we have athletics carnivals it's kind of like those like just the easy races where you can just you know you can kind of win and get get to the end which is great i love that yeah
0: yeah so uh, when people work with you, how do they work with you?
1: So I work with my clients one-on-one. I don't have any um, group programs or anything, but I do like running challenges through my Facebook group. And with the challenge, I I, I literally try and make it a game. So I'm working on a challenge for February where it's going to be a hundred day challenge um, on any health goal, but like the overall one that I'm going to choose for the group is going to be mindful eating and exercise habits. and It's just going to be a lot of fun. Like you you just have to do whatever you choose as your parameter. And then if you get enough of a streak, so if you continue to do it every day, I'm going to include an element of socialization as well, where you can actually pass on like a good effort or you can give someone else a free pass. So if someone, you can see someone struggling within the challenge and they might not be able to get those streaks you can give them a free pass to give them an extra day of like achievement and I like creating those group um groups where it is like playing a small board game or playing a small game with a group of friends because that I think is something that they can create connection first of all and it just pushes people to be able to finish their goals a lot faster and not feel like they're not um making any progress and I think that like knowing I don't know about everyone else but I'm knowing that someone else has seen my struggle and been like I want to help you along I feel like that is just so such a motivating and inspiring thing and so I want to really bring that element to the February challenge and we'll see how we go with that Um, but I really like working one-on-one and just really diving deep in the inner into the inner landscape of someone's psyche and so that that's actually why I became a health coach so I really love finding out what makes them tick and then being able to help them bring that element to whatever they're trying to achieve. So yeah, that's how I work with people. I'm a very curious person. So if you're working with me, just expect that I'm going to ask you a lot of questions and they might be uncomfortable questions, but it's because I think that everyone has the resources they need. And it's just about discovering those resources for themselves and and really being able to utilize that. So yeah, that's how I, that's how I work with people.
0: Right. How long do people usually work with you?
1: It really depends. Everyone's health journey is different. So it depends where they come to me at. If someone comes to me with like they're at the beginning of their journey, probably will work together for a longer time so that they can create their ideal health lifestyle. If they come to me where with, you know, their health journey is pretty set and they just want to hone and fine tune things. Then we will work together for a shorter period of time and we might delve into things that aren't necessarily directly health related, like confidence or self esteem or um, self talk. And that might take them a little bit longer because that is something that is deeply ingrained with people. And generally in the health field, unfortunately, there is a tendency to be a little bit more negative towards yourself just because of how much social media and the the image that is created that you you feel like, well, I don't know about everyone else, but I feel like there's this pressure to be like everyone else in the health field. So I think that does take a, a bit of time generally. So usually it's about eight to 12 weeks as a minimum. And then it can range for up to like a year or two years, depending on what they, what the client needs.
0: I always like to have a call to action. In each of my episodes, so I'm wondering if you have a call to action to, for people.
1: Yes. So my call to action is choose a tiny habit, and and do it consistently. That is one of the biggest ways to improve your health. One of the biggest ways. If you if you have a health goal, let's say for example, because we've talk, been talking about fitness so much, if let's say you want to, um, gain muscle, choose the smallest habit you can physically do and my favorite one is one push-up a day and then do that consistently and if you're like laughing exactly what you just did you know how you just giggled like that's ridiculous if you're thinking that's ridiculous then you are on the right track that is the small habit that you should be doing because it's so it's it feels like almost so ridiculous not to do it you're like how can I fail this <laughs> that builds confidence but it also just creates a really consistent thing and the beautiful part about it is if you do one push-up you're generally going to do more so (laughs) you kind of are already putting yourself in a position to be able to just keep going if you want to And on the days when you just feel like oh my god I'm so tired I don't want to do anything you just do one and then just go and hang out on the couch and you can successfully say I have done my habit for today you know so it's just a big easy win That I love, I love telling my clients to do it. And I do, I do get a lot of that reaction. Like, Oh, are you, are you really serious? And I'm actually very serious. It is one of the easiest and best ways to create a healthy habit is just to do the smallest iteration and just keep doing it at least for 90 to hundred days.
0: Yeah. This is so funny. One of my other guests said that she, when she wanted to start a small habit, she decided every time she went to the bathroom, she was going to do two push ups nice (laughs) and then she started deliberately drinking extra water so that she would go multiple times and do more push-ups
1: oh my god I love that that is oh I I love that so much that is brilliant I've actually heard of people doing that so if you don't mind I just want to quickly add one thing if you choose an exercise you love generally your fitness in other areas or it's your health in other areas spills over so for example I love ice skating and I started figure skating and I found that not only did my figure skating improve but my flexibility improved my strength improved um, my spatial awareness improved and I know that doesn't sound great but that's actually really important I have very bad spatial awareness so choose something you love and that's just going to help you push the needle a lot faster as well so two core to actions now <laughs>
0: Well, do you have anything
1: else that you would like to tell everybody before we sign off? I just want to say you can do it and be kind to yourself. And those two, just saying those two things can, can make a big difference. Be kind to yourself really is important. So whenever you're doing any habit change or anything like that, remember it took however old you are to build you. So you need to at least give yourself grace period of that long to recreate you.
0: Those sound like wise words. Well, thanks for coming on the show. It was great having you.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Carla. It's been an honor.